5: Roger. Three, two, one. She's Luke Anderson, astronaut.
6: A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable.
5: Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology.
0: I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We
5: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show, better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The here and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, The Odyssey, Map, and
6: 1080TheFan.com. Hey, 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 happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland radio-listing peoples. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. Let's check in with the most important man, Will Darkins. What's happening over there, my man? Where
0: are the Labradoodles? What do you mean? I demand to see them. What do you mean? You how long have you we can't been Can't see them? How long have we been promising more labradoodles? More than we even had years ago.
6: There are more labradoodles in this show than any other show on this station or I say any station in sports radio.
0: Okay. That I'm confident to okay. put my word behind. Well, that go. is probably there correct. I was just hoping for more of those adorable dogs, do you do you have any desire to get a dog? Uh, somewhat. We have two cats. I'm aware. So... Oh, I thought you only had the one cat. No, two Daisy. cats. We have Daisy, and then we have Boris. Oh, who's a giant black cat whose russian name fits very well with his stern and aggressive demeanor. Yeah. Well, I'm kid kit would like to hit food Napoleon. That's right. I need cuddle. I'm got in your lap and then you'd make so you make a sudden movements I scratch you.
6: He's is, he
0: is what I like to do like
6: <coughs> He's hairball. And then there's a hairball.
0: Hairball. Yep. So yeah, yeah it's do it's you have any desire to get now. a dog? Well, not now okay. because those two cats would hate the dog. Unless oh, but you got, bring like, it as a puppy, and then see, the cats
6: yeah. help raise it and do Yeah, the whole that's thing. what you think. And
0: then you get the adorable little, like, uh, Instagram,
6: like like Boris has his Instagram, where he's kind of catty about uh, the relationship with, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know what you name your dog, uh, Chuckles. And so, like, they have, like, a little waffles? thing. And then, Waffles, there you go. So, Waffles has his own Instagram where he's, like, kind of, you know, little... Yeah. Playful with the cats, and then uh, Daisy's got hers. And then they all have this little thing where they're yeah. friends of each other's. And you do a whole thing, and you become a social media empire based on your pets and their personalities that you have imbued upon them that don't really exist. You know
0: what? Isn't it crazy to think that you? that's not, like, Far-fetched. crazy? Yeah, that, like, people <laughs> just do that, and that's how they make a living. Like, you and I have jobs that are thought of in the traditional American sense of, like, it's normal. Yeah, those are real jobs. Yeah, sure. I do computer things. Yeah, you, you sell media. Sure. We do this show. Yeah, and that's thought of as like great. Now go to bed and shut up. Well, the nice thing about our jobs is somebody goes, "What do you do?" And then everybody goes, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so." It. Yeah. Tell me what you
6: do. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, check right. that. No, no, I, don't want, I mean, there's some people like, "Oh, what's it like talking about sports?" It's like, like we just did it for 45 minutes before you knew what I did for a living. Like that's the the job. Like yeah. that's the thing. That's the job. But occasionally people are just interested about the you know, the the behind the scenes of it. And like, do you know this guy? Have you ever talked to that guy? Whatever. Mm. Like, they're, they're fascinated. But not in like a, so, I, I'm sorry, tell me again exactly what it is that you get paid to do? Yeah. I think that's what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and I guess, too, like, uh, this is my old man coming out now. You are turning into this happening. Not, but
6: not only are you turning into an old man, I think you're running
0: past me. Ooh, I was told we, that's it, not true now. Because I've thrown some pop references at you, and you seem uh, not no, oh, no, not no, only no, confused no, no. but slightly frightened. You've
6: thrown some references uh, that are that are maybe a little younger than I am. They are no longer popular references. You are well beyond popular references, my
0: Shoot, friend. I'm kids. on fleek, bro.
6: Yeah, that's an old reference. I don't think you. I don't think you are on pop culture anymore. You are now on. Uh, Papa culture. You've moved on. Ha! hey
0: But the reason I mention that is because
6: nope. I think
0: that, you know, generations, <laughs> right, older generations hear what people do for a living or their lifestyles, and they go, oh, I can't believe that's a thing, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, if you told people uh, that, like, you work, if you told people that were a part of the greatest generation that, like, hey, I just work on the internet all day, Perhaps some of them would be like, that's not real work. You should be using your hands and building something. Or if you told, you know, some boomers that, like, hey, I actually, you know, uh, I sell this crazy thing, they'd say, like, well, you know, that's not very traditional. I truly believe that if your work is promoting an animal's Instagram and that's your main (laughs) source of income, I I don't think that's out of the realm of just going, like, what the hell are you doing with your life? Well, Seriously, dude? Yeah. If that's what you're doing and you plan on having kids by the way, okay. because here's another hot take. I think if you're doing that, kids are way out of the, your mind. At that point, you are so selfish you have no emotional room left in your heart to actually care about anything. Let me else. connect this to your
6: old ass generation.
0: Huh? Huh?
6: <laughs> what What would you say if I told you that the dog on Fraser mm. had an agent?
0: Uh I I wouldn't be
6: surprised. What is what is the difference between promoting that animal mm-hmm. who ends up on a sitcom yeah. which sitcoms really no longer exist. Not really. And promoting an animal on the social media which very much exists. Because your
0: job <laughs> is not uh-huh. to make the animal's personality. Oh sure it is, no. yeah. The agent's oh, yeah. job, no, listen, the agent's listen, job listen, for Scruffy listen, on Frasier listen. was literally just like the dog will listen to you. I got this trainer. Yeah, he'll listen yes. to me off stage. Can I get my uh, money now?
6: Yeah, but your job, your job is to present said animal as this is everything that you wanted an animal for this thing. If Kelsey Grammer and uh Noted uh, jerk, by the way, yeah. Well, this is my point. This is my point. And and name any of the other actors, like the dad that was on there. He had an entirely different personality than the one that was presented on the show. He David was David High Pierce. Uh, well, yeah, well, David Hype Pierce, but also the, their their dad, the actor that played the dad. I can't remember his name, but he he was very, very different, but he always played that authoritative father figure, and he was not that way in real life. Kelsey Grammer is a real jerk behind that thing. David Hype Pierce, very different than that. So your job for the actual actors is mm. to be like, this is why they're great, is because when the lights turn on, mm-hmm. they're everything that you want. Yeah. same They're doing the same thing for
0: the dog. They are not. Yes, they are. Dude. dude influencers for animals literally act as them they vicariously live they do. through them yeah. and then talk for them and like create this like semi anthropomorphic life that then people follow and get invested in yeah. now i'm not talking about people that like go on vacations or go on trips or adventures then they bring their animals with them and they're like hey here's my nah, animals yeah, they're yeah. with me on this trip and i'm still doing this i'm talking about the people who like Like create relative and and weird qualms for animals that you could then relate to. And then like an advertiser's like, hey, can you sell this crap? And they're like, Yeah, my animal could do that. Rin Tin Tin was a
6: star in this country. Lassie was a star in this country. Ah! This yes, it goes. It it, this is not it is not new. The platform is new. And there's plenty of people that are doing it terribly. And you're probably seeing some of those, Mm. which is fun. The the thing about the social media and the, and we've talked about this before the YouTubes of the world or whatever is once upon a time you only got to see the people that went through the filter mm. right so the uh, the producers and the directors and yeah. the and the, the media heads the madmen would go that dog's not good enough for my dog' We're gonna get it out of here. Now, the problem with social media is you're kind of seeing how the sausage is made. There's a lot of terrible dogs that go to auditions for kibble in 1971. Horrible but, dogs. But they never make it on. You don't see any of that. In today's social media world, if you want to go and look at like the best of the best at social media, yeah. they're right there available. They're actually recommended you by the platforms. You go on there and they're like, you know you should follow? This person that has 7 million people following it. But all you have to do is scroll down a little bit to the person that has 7 people following them yeah. and go, why is this person wasting their time? People were wasting their time in the 70s and in the 60s and in the 50s and in the 1930s. I don't think like
0: this though.
6: Yes, they you I don't just think like there this. There's always been delusional people. I they think just perhaps couldn't, they, they just were just, just
0: couldn't put post. I think that perhaps they were spending weekends. <laughs> Driving oh. their their collie out. Okay, let me, to like a warehouse to make it bark for let a producer. Let me see if I
6: can make this more relatable for right. you. Okay, so you're having a hard time grasping that people are doing this for their dogs. Do you believe that people have always been doing this for their kids? Uh, yeah, and that actually goes <laughs> to a second
0: oh. point I have.
6: Oh. But go on. No, that's it. That if you if you if you think people have always been doing for this kids, why do you have hard such a hard time for people that you know? free their pets like kids
0: because it, it's my not, dog
6: is special
0: because my child not, is special. it is not it's the not, same not, thing i know and it's i'm not telling the same you thing, right now if you always, are a listener new. if it's you are a listener new. of this station and you value a dog like a kid
6: stop listening to
1: my show I, yeah, yeah
0: get the hell out i'm done i'm serious look i love oh. animals and my two cats i do love them they're great They give me companionship. They're really great animals. I ain't paying for college, bro. I ain't ain't paying for cat daycare. If that cat is 18 years old and starts dying, it's dead. If a kid's 18, I got to friggin' put out another credit card to pay for him to go get drunk and do general studies at the state university. Uh, My cat's going underground. Is it reasonable?
6: No. Does it happen every day? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay, so you can see that. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you uh, a person that I, I assume you have uh, uh, a, a certain amount of respect for. Okay. Uh, Michael J. Fox uh, wrote a book about his life. Very, sure. very good. Found it to be very entertaining. He de- he's he de- describes the pet parent uh, cycle so well in the book. Where he has no desire to have a dog. He's got enough things going on. He's trying to hold on to his uh his celebrity status. He's fighting Parkinson. He's got kids that are being raised and going into college. He he has a wife that he loves, he's got you know social obligations, he's got his foundation, he's a busy dude. Yeah. The family wants a dog, all his kids are in like high school or whatever it is, and I, I'm probably missing some of this. But the way he describes the idea of, so we ended up with this dog, but then. After a couple of years of having the dog, the kids are out of the house. They've got their own lives. It's just him and the dog, and he's got this dog that is now his absolute best friend, and he would do anything for the dog. Now, is he a crazy person? No, he's not a somebody out there going, I need to make my dog famous. But all of the things that happen in your life, life where you expect to have a family, expect to have all of this, and the mental gymnastics we play with animals, I just think it's not far-fetched to think. Far-fetched. Get it? To think that people fall in love with their animals. Sometimes even more so than their kids. Because guess who doesn't talk back? They bark back. Yeah, but they don't talk.
0: Cats don't bark back. They meow back. Yeah, they do. They, they hiss there, back. They look back. Look, all I'm saying is, yeah. if you have named your dog or cat something human, such as Rebecca or Chris... Uh, Daisy's a human name. No, it is not. Yes, it is. Any name is a human name. Oh, the... <laughs> It doesn't matter. Morris you know what I'm talking about. Boris is literally. You know what I'm talking about. Boris is not only a human name; it's a Russian name. Come on, How man! How dare you? It's a ridiculous you name. Call me. Wait, <laughs> you name you name your dog Alexander? Just turn the radio off. Turn no, the radio. I wait. don't want you listening to this. Wait, here's my question: Do your pets Your pets
6: have middle names. Do my, no, they don't. Okay, see, that's where it gets. I know. I'm okay with human names. I don't want to for a long time. For a long time, uh, Luke is one of the more popular names for children, but for a long time when I was working at the front desk of hotels, I would have a lot of people come up, and they'd be there with their kids, and their kid would walk up, and they'd go, my dog's name is Luke.
0: It's a golden retriever name. A lot of people name their golden retrievers Luke.
6: It is. It's a very, but it's also, it was a precursor to, I eventually saw it move from kids telling me that the dog name was Luke to grandparents telling me, my new grandson's name is Luke. There you go. It's just people test out names, and it's like, oh, it's a great name. Your dog's got a great name. And then they have a kid. They go, you know what's a great name? It's in the Bible. From Star Wars. Rhymes with puke. Let's go. I don't think that's how your parents landed on that. No, my parents found it from General Hospital. We've talked about that. Oh, that's But I'm saying right now, parents do not associate it with General Hospital. My mother did. It was traumatic for me. A lot of therapy. I've gotten through it. but. Right now, I think that's it. Bible, Star Wars, rhymes with puke.
0: Pretty sure that's how it works. Well, I think I feel better now. Good. Glad we talked through I'm that. I'm glad that we were able to get rid of, what, 30, 35% of our listening audience? Yeah. Wow. I assume that was the amount of people so who we fit did, that we to- demographic that were listening to this show. Religiously! Our job is to shake off that stuffy
6: golf in the Northwest audience. That's right. It's the first thing we do. Those hey, you guys are drivers. here for real sports. Real focused on what yeah. you're talking about. Just shake them off.
0: Can you imagine some old man in his his S or his Seven Series, like driving down the road, listening to swag, and like getting his golf fix, and then. Like ten minutes later he has to hear about me getting angry about people naming their pets Yeah and then he looks over and, names And then he looks
6: over and goes, Rufus Donald Smith, <laughs> you beautiful Labrador, you don't <laughs> listen to a word they're saying.
0: You can be a star.
6: You well, can be a star, damn it. Well, that's enough of that. <laughs> and they shut it off. Yeah, <laughs> well. that's what happens. Um Young man, would you like to talk about uh, this NBA finals that's going to be short and uh and swift. Oh, you think so? I do. That's interesting. I do. Because I might have a different Miami. opinion. Miami's going to win the next four. We'll oh. talk about why. Oh. After this, uh, next, when, how, we'll do it. To start off, the center and the saint on 1080 The Fan.
1: Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart.
5: <laughs> the center and the same tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan.
6: Yeah! Sports Radio. Sports! You excited for the uh, game one of the uh, Stanley Cup finals tonight? Uh, no, I, I won't watch that. What? No. You're going to have a first-time Stanley Cup champion. It's going to be either the Golden Knights from Las Vegas or the Florida Panthers from, uh, from uh, the Miami area of Florida. Huh? Not Ohio. Miami has two eight seeds playing for championships this weekend. How good is that? Big upsets. They're not supposed to be there. They knocked off the one seed, then they go and they, like in in the Florida Panthers, they knocked off the best regular season hockey team ever, take out the one seed, and then they roll their way into the finals.
0: Come on. The parallels are amazing. Right. The only problem is it's a major market in terms of Miami, which makes it all the more just like, oh, okay. All right. I mean, wasn't it incredible the Lakers run, right? Look, they were underdogs. They were. They told me they're they in 70. Los Angeles and they are able to like spread their Does... butt cheeks and crap money over people to get them to come to their horrible basketball team to join LeBron James who continually gets worse every single season.
6: I'm sorry, uh they did what now? Just
0: <laughs> Here's the money. Okay. What do you want LeBron? Uh I don't know. I want a bunch of washed up players to come on over here so we can play some basketball. <laughs> okay. Here,
6: here's yeah, that, money, come that, on that over. They got rid of
0: half of the washed-up guys
6: and brought in other washed-up guys. Yeah, because really the was. money the,
0: the money started to decrease it out of the, the mo- butt cheeks. So they're like, well, people aren't coming to the games anymore. <laughs> they- All right, let's go get actually they're talented not players. Even
6: the team that's spending the most that was disappointing this postseason. All right, let's move on from this because I feel like you're going down a very weird rabbit's butthole and you i don't want to join i started it i was ta- start- trying to talk about hockey do you know why they throw rats on the ice no in and i
0: don't care what i don't care about hockey they
6: throw rats onto the ice wouldn't that be great if after an nba game they just threw a bunch of like random animals on there
0: <laughs> i mean they'd be hurt animals
6: well no they use plastic rats now
0: oh i thought yeah. you meant real rats no
6: but it started with a real rat
0: Oh do you want to know the story?
6: No, I don't. I want to talk about the NBA finals. Okay. Game one went the way of the Nuggets. Yes. The, the altitude. There was the the it was rest and not rust. <sighs> the Nuggets uh did what they've been doing the entire postseason, which is Jamal Murray, very, very good. Nikola Jokic. Extraordinary! Uh, another triple double. That is ninth in the postseason. There are three combined by other players in this postseason. He got his ninth. He just finished two series where he's averaging a double double, and so far in one game, another one. So if he averages a double double, or I'm sorry, a triple double in the uh, in the finals, I mean you're talking rarefied air. Guys like Wilt and Magic and. Jokic. That's it. That's your list. All-time, all-time playoff performance. You think Miami has a chance to get back in this, yes?
0: Yes, I do because, uh, first of all, if you shoot as bad as they did in Game 1... Ooh, they were terrible. They were terrible. Now, look, there is historical precedence to say that Perhaps they could just continue to do this until they fade away, uh, a la Houston Rockets for two seasons in the mid-10s. Uh, <laughs> the the entire 10s. James Harden era. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what happened to them against uh, Golden State, I believe. What, that was 2016 or 17 in the yep. playoffs. They just all of a sudden didn't know how to shoot. But, look... Well, they missed like 27 th- consecutive Yeah, they missed threes. something like that in Game 7. But, look, that you shouldn't expect that yet. Miami hinges on the fact that they can shoot and shoot well at a consistent clip. Take into consideration also the fact that like the the worst... entire NBA. <laughs> well, no, not really. In fact, that's not so much really what the Nugget, how the Nuggets were able to win and how they've been able to win through this entire series. In fact, size really plays the biggest role in what mm. uh, Denver has been able to do in terms of just advancing. Now, they were better than the Timberwolves, but as they went on through each round against the Suns and then against the Lakers, size always beat everybody out. Of course, talent did as well. But for Miami, it hinges on the fact that they are able to shoot. That is it. You want to talk about size? Miami doesn't have it. And that was proven time and time and time and time again in game one. It was scary how easy it was for Aaron Gordon to get switches on DeVincent, post him up, and then dunk on his ass. Well, the
6: entire first half was the ball going through Jokic, mm-hmm. the the double team coming, mm-hmm. and him finding the open guy. He took five shots, looked very easy. He for took him. five shots in the first half and had a double double. Yeah, like that was. I mean, it's just talk about as efficiently they switch up the defense in the second half, and now he's their primary scorer. And just they they coasted. And it felt very easy for them. Miami has lost to Denver, I think, 11 of the last 13 times they played. Hmm. This matchup is not great for them. And one of the things that you always hear, and it drives me bananas, is the rest versus rust. In the NBA, that is not a thing. I don't is, think so? Rust, no. Rust is, is not a thing. And there was actually a study, because I went to find it. Now, in baseball... A little layoff can matter because, listen, you're getting up to bat, what, four times a game? You're getting the ball hit to you however many times a game. You're not playing. Like, if you're in there for, Jamal Murray played 44 minutes in game one. You don't have to do that in Major League Baseball. Even if you're out there for all nine innings, you're not constantly guarding one of the best players on the other team or trying to to lead the offense on every play, every time. You sit down and every nine times you get up and take a few swings, the ball is hit to you every so often. In football, I, I love that we always go with the rest versus rust for teams that lose that next game, but it's it's... To me, it's it's one game. Anything can happen. The NFL is just, I think, unpredictable. Mm. You're playing shifts in the in the NHL, but in the NBA, I think rest matters above all else. And there was a study done uh, by University of Tulsa that actually said. Game two is where it shows the most for teams with long layoffs. And you go out there and there's a little bit of adrenaline going. You just won game seven against Boston. You're coming out. You're feeling good. You still have a little bit going. But in game two is where it's really going to show. And I think I think the way that Denver plays, in combination
0: with having more rest, I think this is going to be a cakewalk for the Nuggets. Again, I believe that the Nuggets probably have an overwhelming chance to win this i sure. mean it's not about 90 well, the, percent they're the
6: they're the one seed from the and west playing against the eight seed from the east it feels like that's a big advantage just there if you throw everything else out
0: if miami starts just shooting as well as they did through all the other series in the playoffs which they did this becomes competitive sure again there's a lot of insurmountable factors here I have to stress above all else size. Now, if Miami wants any chance of actually getting back into this series, I hate to say this because it's kind of one of those uh, you know sports <laughs> broadcaster points. It's like put Kevin Love in. You kind of need to put Kevin Love in at this yeah. point because you need at least a big body to get on Jokic at all times. Jokic, as slow as he might seem on the court, because he is kind of lumbering when he goes up, it he knows how to pick his spots and get mismatches. Aaron Gordon's really good at that as well. Yeah. And then when you have somebody like Michael Porter Jr., who's close to six foot ten, and you have a dude like Max uh, Max Strus guarding him it's unfair at a certain point. So for Miami, this is really your only choice. You need to shoot your way out of this. You're not going to win any other way.
6: Yeah.
5: Denver's
0: defense has improved to the point that Jimmy Butler has now pretty much become neutral. You can double Jimmy with this squad and it's enough. Well, and you could put – there's there's guys that
6: can neutralize him too. I mean, yeah. you talk about Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter Jr. or whoever yeah. it is, and your best two players don't have to guard the best player on the other team. That's mm-hmm. a nice thing about way the way this Denver team is built. But yeah. I think it just comes down to you've got two guys on this team that are better in the playoffs. I mean – Nicole Jokic has been great all season. He won back-to-back and should have won three consecutive MVPs, I think a lot of people could argue. But he's played better in the playoffs throughout his career. Even in the the last two seasons where he's playing without Jamal Murray, his numbers are absolutely ridiculous. But Jamal Murray is a seventh-year player. He's never made an all-star team. But you look at his postseason numbers – I mean, they're fifteen 20 percent better yeah. than than he is in the regular season. He's a good regular season player, but that's I think part of it too. And there was an article that I was reading this week uh, from the the Denver side of things, and they're talking with the guys that they have on the bench that you don't see, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan. These guys that you kind of forget that are even on the roster because Jeff they're not, Green, they're not Jeff Green. You see play. Yeah, well, I've seen DeAndre Jordan out there for for the uh, for the Nuggets. I can't remember, but just talking about how hard these guys work yeah. and the the 18 months it took Jamal Murray to get back from his knee injury and the effort that he has put in. He's one of the, you know, the hardest workers on the team. And then you see Nikola Jokic, he came into this league and he was a good player. There's reports that he couldn't even dunk when he first showed up to camp. He's seven feet tall, but he has put in the work to become the version of himself that he is. And it's not just, you know, having that basketball cue and all of that stuff, but you talk about him being lumbering or whatever, man, he gets in the open court he and he runs really well with the ball in his hands. Yes. He's a seven. He's going up back guard. up the
0: court or he's <laughs> going back on D. That's where the lumbering comes in sure. and you're like, man, what? he's, he looks gassed, but yep. it's like one minute into the game. <laughs> yeah. He looks gassed, but he never looks beat. Now, no it's I don't know. No. I did I did also on a did you hear the interview he did after Where they asked him um after game one than they asked him, you know, about the break and everything. They were like, How how did you how did you take all this time yeah. to prepare uh you know for your you know, the biggest moment of your career? And he was like, Oh, uh you know, actually my family came over and uh, we spent like three days at the pool. Just yeah, he loves the pool. <laughs> and he goes, you can see like I, I have sunburn on my nose a little bit. I was like, I love this guy. dude. He's so good. And he's, he's just so, so genuine. I'm
6: telling you, he is. <laughs> it was funny because my brother, my brother and I were watching Game One together, at least for part of it. And uh, you know, he goes, this is like probably 95 percent of the country watching the Nuggets for the first time all year.
0: Yeah. Oh, 100. percent So yeah.
6: like just the way that they show out and the way that they play. The, the the way they play team basketball mm-hmm. and the, how genuine he is in these interviews. I think this team is going to be really good for, for the next few years, but years. I think they're going to be really likable. My question is, when Kevin Durant decides to sign with them, either after this <laughs> postseason or next, are people still going to like them? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> You think he'd do that again? How good would that be? They go back I, next year. I mean, they, they can't. They man. went back to back. He comes a free agent. He's like, I'll play for a league minimum.
0: That's the funny part about that. Yeah, I mean, if that, I like, know. that's the funny part about Kevin Durant now is the fact that like he commands such a massive price that y- your team actually gets worse when he gets on there because you have to basically empty your bench and your picks. Yeah, because you can't. I mean, if D- Dever did that, like, okay, I'm, you're giving away Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, a couple bench players and a few picks. Yeah. And now, like, yeah, your starting five is going to slap. But after that, like, who the hell are you putting in? It's going to slap. It's going to slap hard. Oh, man. Um,
6: Still hip. I do. Yeah, so hip. And so with it. That's what I really appreciate. With what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I can't believe the uh, the disaster that it was in Phoenix. I hoped for it, but it's so great. And now... The coach that they're adding to it helps them, what, zero? We'll talk about the uh, coaching carousel in the NBA because to me, this is, it's kind of insane. After this Sports center update.
1: Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
7: Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Sinner and the Saint tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan.
6: So Scott Mellenby played for the Florida Panthers. 1995, their first game. He's in the dressing room. It's not the locker room. It's not the clubhouse. It's the dressing room. You have a Canadian hockey player and he sees a rat... In a Florida locker room. So what does he do? Kills it with his stick, Will. Right there in the dressing room. Whap! Took the same stick, went out, and scored two goals that night. And from then on, the fans of the Florida Panthers would throw rats on the ice after a goal. Plastic, stuffed, whatever. They'd throw these rats on the ice. They'd have to go and clean them up. Eventually, the NHL made a rule where you can't throw them after every goal. Uh, now, after the uh, win by the Florida Panthers, so when they win tonight against the Golden Knights and they chuck a bunch of rats on the ice, goes back to their initial game, their inaugural game as the Florida Panthers. How good is that? That's a good story. Don't be mad at that. Jared, that's good. Okay. That's great. Okay. That's good. Okay. Just wanted to. It's a it. solid story. First, you'll have a first time champion. And do you know? If the Nuggets win the championship in the NBA, mm-hmm. they will only be the second ABA franchise to win a championship in the NBA. Oh
0: my gosh, stuff like that just uh, it goes over, what over me. Like I, I just don't care. It'll be their first time winning, right? For, there, forty-seven Thank years. You. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. But the the minutia, like people who follow and then like throw out the weird stats from, like, ESPN's Twitter handle, like, Stats Room. Are you mad at me
6: for throwing out no, that I'm stat? I'm just, I'm oh. kind of like,
0: like, how do you want me to react to that? Like, how are we going to continue I'm this trying, conversation I'm after you've done that? I'm
6: trying to give you, I don't, I don't want to continue you the have more information That's why on did, the ABA? This is why I did not, <laughs> yes. Do you know who the other team is?
0: Uh, who? Who is it? The Spurs. Is it the, Spurs? Okay, the Spurs? Okay, great.
6: Yeah, I'm just trying to give you some Nuggets Nuggets. Is that Okay. Can I not give you... You can give me nuggets. I gave you a nuggets nugget. As long as they're vegetarian. No. <laughs> oh, Stupid. <laughs> See, now where does the conversation go? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, do you want your fake meat to taste like fake meat? Uh... Ooh, so we're having the conversation, the veggie burger, Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine is vegetarian. He says he's only tempted by bacon. Every time bacon smells, we're hmm. camping. He joined us for our camping trip last weekend. Somebody's cooking bacon on the thing. He's like, oh, man, that smells really good. He goes, that's the one thing that kind of draws me out. But then he was lamenting the fact that everybody keeps trying to make fake hamburgers taste like ha- actual hamburgers. He's like, what happened to the veggie burger where it was, you know, vegetables and nuts and it was, oh, it was, it was a substitute for a burger, but you knew it was plant-based. He goes, those were good. I actually like those. And now everything has like beet juice running out of it to look like blood. And they put in all these artificial flavors so it tastes like meat. He's like, if I needed to eat meat, I would have just kept eating meat.
0: Now, here is where um I uh relate to him in some sense because a lot some vegetarians will tell you they absolutely have no um meat desire cravings. For anything. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, I'm over it, or I never even got involved in it. But mine as his is to bacon, my last fix was hamburgers. Oh, yeah. That was the last one yeah, I had. It's yeah. steak, Ooh, chicken, so yeah, a bacon, any of that. I was just kind of like, I don't care. But a hamburger, I was always kind of like, well, I like hamburgers a lot. Yeah. That's what attracts me very much to like the impossible okay. burger okay. Or, or like yeah. beyond me because it does taste quite a bit like a hamburger. Of course, not exactly, but yeah. that's what really draws All me right. into it. So that, that kind of, if we're talking burgers, then, yes. Any okay. other substitute, I'm with him. Just give me like the veggie version of it. That's all I You're want. You're fine. You'd rather yeah. have tofu than to- sure. tofurkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, tofurkey is nasty. <laughs> really, it is. Like, <laughs> I don't know how they sell so many of them. Fair enough.
6: Um, all right, let's do this. We'll do coaching carousel. I want to do that in hour two. But right now, we got to get something very important in this show. And mm-hmm. It's called Good versus Evil. Oh. We'll do that next. It is the center and the saint on 1080, The Fan.
3: That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.
1: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day... The big tournament or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened
1: today? What has happened? happened to the national interest?
5: No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. Ah! Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for good versus evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, eight oh eight on ten eighty the fan. Ah! We've all seen the video that
1: he's done it again I guess you could say maybe not maybe but but
0: I I don't think we yet know Um, what it will take to um, change his behavior Um, you know I there's a result of two children finding a magic robe and throwing it on a mannequin, bringing it to life, Adam Silver. The NBA commissioner said this week that he is still waiting till after the finals to announce his decision on the John Morant situation. The Grizzlies suspended their star guard after he appeared again to flash a gun during an Instagram Live post a couple of weeks ago. Silver says the league. Says they are gathering a fair amount of additional information, quote unquote, and could issue a decision now, but do not want to distract from the finals. What does this Silver's decision indicate about the eventual punishment? I think it's going to be severe. I mean, they've already, they
6: kind of gave him a, I thought a fairly light punishment the first time for a guy that is potentially the face of the league in a few years. At least the way the the Memphis Grizzlies were rolling early on, he's one of the most exciting players in the league. He's playing with a franchise that has kind of an up and down history, but has certainly done well at, at enough where they're they're very interesting and compelling, and you want you want these small markets to to latch on in the NBA, right? Like having. Having a colorful mix of, of, of teams that are competing for the finals again and again. Memphis has gotten close and never quite gotten there. Yeah. But this team was supposed to be. They started the season as the best team in the league. And and then they just kind of fell apart and that punishment ended up being a part of it. But I think you have to do something severe. because you. But you have to also do something. I think Adam Silver's done a pretty good job of going, hey, let's make this work out for everybody. Let's find a punishment that's going to work for you. Where we can keep you in the league, we don't want you gone. So it's going to have to be severe, with a bit of uh, uh, actual um, rehabilitation built in.
1: Well, he's uh, listen. He's the highest-paid coach ever. Um, obviously, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Seventy-eight million dollars over six years. Um, that's going to open the floodgates for the Steve Kerrs of the world and, there and, and various others because of what they bring to the table. He's definitely opened up the market for coaches, and props to him for that.
0: There's gas bag Stephen A. Smith and other NBA news. Monty Williams just landed the biggest coaching contract in league history. Former Suns coach accepting a six-year, $78.5 million deal from the Pistons. Side note, I didn't know the Pistons had that much money. Uh, Detroit hasn't had a winning season since 2016. Secondary side note, really? <laughs> yeah, <And> oh, Willi- <laughs> yes.
6: Yes, really.
0: <laughs> and Williams is noted for turning the Suns into a title contender in uh-huh. just four years uh, with the help of <laughs> Chris Paul. How fast do you think the turnaround will be in Detroit, if any?
6: Oh yeah, I don't. I don't expect it at all. I have a question about that clip though that we were listening to, which is the worst Stephen A. Smith—the really low, kind of thoughtful Stephen A. Smith, yeah, where he talks the serious like, way to wait, but, he, but he, like everything is way down here and it's really low, and it's not an impression of him, but he just talks like he can't talk at full volume over, here. or he's yelling about something, getting so afraid. Which one is? Because I, I really hate the low talking. Stephen a. I'm Smith. okay
0: with the low talking. Oh, a. Smith. he right.
6: Like, he's okay. But he does. Like, does he not have normal volume? He's a good guy. No, he doesn't. He is a good guy. Low talking. Yeah, I'm Stephen sure he's a. Smith. a good guy. No, dude. What you makes you think? You Stephen
0: d- A. Smith is a, see Play that clip
6: again. <laughs> can, tell me if you can hear the content. And like, yeah. <laughs> okay, this guy deserves 78 million dollars. Like, you can hear that he's like, dude. Come on. Well, he's, uh,
1: uh, listen. He's the highest paid coach ever. Um. Obviously, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Seventy-eight million dollars over six years. He has to point um, out how much money it is. nothing to sneeze at for the Steve Kerrs of the world and, yeah. there and, and various others because of what they bring to the table. He definitely he, he's going. Monty's the not worth that money. Okay, they made a mistake. They paid him
6: seventy-eight million dollars. He's he's. I think he's doing it because he's like. I'm talking about this because I have to talk about this. I, I don't want to I don't say anything against
0: him. Oh, This I, is the conversation I've had nice with guy. so many people. He's Stephen uh, Smith, I'm oh, sure, Steven is o a Smith good guy. Mary. I'm sure he's a good guy. Are you sure? Are you yes! sure? Uh, there's been nothing, besides the fact he is very loud and has very uh, strong opinions on sports, there's nothing else that has made me think, like, oh, this mm. is a crap person. Well, I don't know if he's... I
6: don't. You don't. You don't have to necessarily be a crap person to not be a good guy. I don't think. I don't think he's going out of the way to be nice guy to people. Like, like I don't think he. I don't think he throws chairs at his uh, his uh, makeup artist or anything like that. I don't think he's nice to him. I don't think he's mean to him necessarily. But yeah, no. I think. I think Stephen A is looking out for Stephen A, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think a, a lot of people can be a lot more successful if they're a lot more selfish. He's very, very successful, so my default assumption is that he's a selfish guy. Does that make him a terrible guy? No. It makes him very successful and good for him. And I hope that his family appreciates everything that he's done for them because they're all making a lot of money. His kids are going to go to really good schools. But I would not be surprised if a story came out where it's like, yeah, kind of a bad guy.
3: Really bad guy? So my most radical
6: one is eliminate free throws until the last four minutes. So if you get fouled, um, on a shooting foul you just get the points and then I would eliminate halftime uh, I think halftime is the biggest waste of time or I'd reduce it to five minutes go in go to the bathroom come back out.
0: there's Jeff Van Gundy not being punched by Latrell Spirol the pitch clock has shortened baseball games so Uh, Luke, how can we shorten NBA games? Do we have to? How long is an NBA game? A problem no one except basketball nerds with no lives are thinking about. The Athletic asked Jeff Van Gundy, and he suggested eliminating free throws to the last four minutes of any contest. The thinking goes, if you get fouled shooting before that point in the game, you get awarded the points. He also floated the idea of eliminating halftime as an idea and getting rid of timeouts after halftime.
6: Are NBA games too long? No, but if they were, if you want to shorten NBA games, get rid of the first three quarters. That's all you have to do. What? No, the, the, No. Well, the NBA, especially for the right, like, listen, if you genuinely think that length is a problem for these games, you could literally just make them short. The only thing that would affect is records, which is why you're never actually going to do it. That's the one thing that becomes so important to, to these games. But most NBA games... On a Thursday in February, you go and you watch a game, you can just check the scores and go, is it within 10 in the fourth quarter? Yes, it is. It's worth watching. And guess what? Those games can end up being lopsided in the other direction. The NBA, it is It is jockeying for position, figuring out how much your stars are going to play in the fourth quarter for most of the regular season games. You get into the playoffs, the first three quarters are setting up the strategy and everything for the fourth. It's very compelling. I will not argue that. But, no, get out of here. The NBA games are two and a half hours. That's appropriate length of time for a sporting event. Two and yeah, and a half I hours, believe so, too. Two and a half hours is almost exactly perfect. Perfect is what you want. It's 2.5 hours for an average NBA game. The NBA is the formula everybody else should be trying to hit. Don't change the NBA game. It's fine.
0: Also, how pissed off are owners at that idea for the fact that if you got rid of halftime, your the, beer vendors yeah. would basically be like, okay, see ya. This is literally what baseball is running yeah. into right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and let's, let's be honest. Well, baseball has, like, it has periods where you can kind of head out. I'm saying, like, halftime yeah. is, like... Obviously, no, no, you've I know. Been but what what baseball's halftime is like, herding the cattle to the beer. Yes, like, I understand. Yeah.
6: What baseball's running into right now, though, is because they've sped up the game, they're selling less beer. Yeah. So they literally had clubs change their policy. Well, you can get beer to the eighth inning now. Listen, whatever rules you're going to to change in the NBA, uh, the time is not
0: the problem. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from North Carolina. Yeah. A North Carolina school district is investigating a quote-unquote senior prank at Williams uh, High School in Burlington, which caused over $4,000 in damage. Okay, $4,000. That's a lot of money for a school. Yeah, that's like ruining a golf cart or something. Well, the school system says that students gained entry overnight into the facility and poured cement in the toilets and urinals. (laughs) I'll do it. Now, here's the question. What's a toilet cost? 100 bucks, a couple hundred bucks? Oh, more than that. Okay. Well, then I would ten, think. An ten, industrial ten toilet? toilet okay. You, so, you're not yeah, getting you're like right. the one at our house. It's like the ones that. So how uh, many? How the many piss toi- protector 1,000. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. How much? How how
6: many toilets? At 10, 20? If, there, if it's 200 bucks a toilet, yeah.
0: it's 10 toilets. It's a lot of or toilets. Or 20 toilets, I mean. It's a lot of toilets. Yeah. But if it's 400 bucks a toilet, it's 10 toilets. Now let's get to the real issue. Okay. Here. Sorry. Let's get to the real question, rather. Sure. Did somebody drop trowel, take a dump, and the dump sat- in On top of the cement. S- s- the, in <laughs> cement. the cement? In the cement or on top in, of the on cement? On top of the cement. Oh, yeah. Were the students smart enough to just get the cement to a level where nothing could pass through the hole, and it was found because and teacher then- came in, took a dump, wasn't flushing, and had to sit there and look at their dump and got mad?
6: So yeah, I don't know. I don't know the strategy behind that. So if you flush concrete, does it sit in like the U shaped pipe? I would in- think. Yeah, yeah, right I would there. Think. Now the and other then thing congeal, is that then- it,
0: it already has water in it, and they got in and just dumped from the mouth. And then oh, yeah, concrete yeah, yeah. did its thing. Oh, no,
6: yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. But then you would see the concrete. You'd go in and you'd be like, right. Why is it gray at the bottom of the toilet? Yeah. But if you flush the concrete, is that enough to gum up the pipe? I've never tried this. And so then, if there is concrete in the pipes, what happens the next time you flush?
0: I would imagine it's a huge flood. And now this yeah. is part two. Teacher took the dump, yep. flushed without yep. looking. Yeah. And. Well, and then across the school. You can imagine.
6: At different times, everybody's like, these are <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, people running around. Like, does it create some sort of uh like uh because normally like when the toilet's clogged, yeah. the water's going like it's trying to go?
0: You're hoping for a chain reaction, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you want like somewhere in the school for the water to accumulate at one point, and it's not the pipes, it's like through the floor, it shoots yeah, up yeah, yeah, like a no, like, No,
6: like straight out of the vroom, toilet. Vroom. Yeah, just these eruptions of yeah. water <laughs> cascading across. Did you and guys have like, a senior prank? Uh, One of the kids from our school, who's now a YouTube star, uh, like a legit, like I mentioned to somebody and they're like, oh, my kids watches that show. Uh, He went and spray painted uh, our rival school as we were seniors. I don't know that it was a senior prank, but Evergreen High School got uh, tagged with some spray paint uh, by uh, one of our senior students and a few of his uh, cronies. And I remember... (laughs) he got ratted out uh because there was like a 250 and fifty dollar reward for anybody that got it so a few of my friends uh that wanted to buy weed were like dude 250 bucks so he's pretty we know who did it like i don't like him that much and they're like yeah we can probably
0: get some weed with that so
6: yes i remember that that was a sequence of events that i remember
0: we also as seniors that is such a crappy way to go out for that kid totally
6: like like, dude you
0: ratted me out dude 250 bucks, man. We got weed.
6: <laughs> we also had uh the Kelso uh football game we played in Kelso as seniors. And uh, I assume you're familiar with the Kelso K that sits above the uh the yeah, off ramp. Uh, they took a giant tarp with a big thunder T for the mountain thunder. And we went up there and uh and that was hanging uh over the K. And it was a whole there was a whole thing at the game. The the students were stuck in the student section, couldn't leave because of the p- potential vandalism and danger of climbing up on the hill. And there's a mm. whole thing with that. Those are the only two things that I can remember from my senior year. Back in 1999!
0: Hell of a year. Yeah. Ours yeah. was uh, Gabe Miller running through the crowd of students who had graduated in their caps and gowns with Make nothing it? but a jack strap on oh. and a uh, bunny uh, mask, bunny mask and a strap. <laughs> it was pretty great. Um, it, he was in dead sprint and no, you, did, I don't no, think he ever got repercussion from it. No, nobody. I think it? everybody kept mouth shut. and were like, I don't know. This.
6: Yeah. I'm, do you know what they needed to do? $250 reward. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, That is so, that is so weak. I would <sighs> never talk to those guys again. I don't they think they were friends. Two, I don't yeah. think they were like, genuinely Oh, like, they just like, no, knew they, just knew,
6: like they knew who did it. they like, let's get some weed. Yeah, let's. I I'm sure I associated with both of them. Neither of them are probably like in my core group of friends either. But I was aware of the ongoing. It's like I knew all of the elements to the thing. I was part of the in crowd. So I knew what was going on. But yeah,
0: if I were you, son, I'd put that money to use and invest it. We're to buy some pot. Yeah, I got up. I got up on the stage
6: for. Uh, for the graduation, during the graduation ceremony. Mm. And I only know of one person that noticed me doing this, but I, uh, I just mimed like I was peeing in one of the planters. Like I got up there and just pulled up my robe and then just turned my back to the crowd and then did like a little shake and then dropped the robe and then went up there and collected my diploma. And uh, my friend's sister was like, dude, did you pretend to be on the plant? That was hilarious. And I was like, yes, as a matter of fact, I did. And she's like, awesome. Nobody else that I know of was aware of that. And it wasn't like, wasn't premeditated. I just got up there and I'm like, "Oh, this would be kind of funny." That was it. That was that was my uh, That's contribution. That's it. No, hey. Listen, I don't know if it was awesome, but at least one the one person I know that saw it thought it was hilarious and I was like, "I'll check that box." I just good walked up
0: me. there and got it. And yeah, went good and sat back down. Good for you. Did you did you uh did you wear wild socks or anything? No, I I wanted to get out of there as fast as I could. I hear
6: you. Uh speaking of getting out of here as fast as we can, we are done with Good versus Evil. <laughs> It is brought to you by our friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. You should eat their food. It is delicious. Actually, that sounds really good. Maybe I'll grab that today. Do it. if you had their food, you should. It's good. Uh, two locations, Woodstock, Burnside. Uh, go online, order it ahead of time so you can pick it up right when you get there. ATE-OH-ATE.com. Uh, hour two, we'll talk about the uh, coaching carousel that is going on in the NBA. Uh, we'll take a little uh, look at uh, a big moment in baseball history that happened uh, just recently. Um, and maybe we'll do a countdown to the NFL uh, to get everybody excited. Uh, where we go? With that plan, who knows? We'll figure it out. Hour 2, Sinner and Saint, next on 1080 The Fan.
1: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
2: We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead.